0: Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ogilby Street. Welcome to another episode of the Experimentalist Podcast. This one is an extra special episode, I hope. Um, it's very different from any of the previous episodes. If you've listened to those, this one's not going to be focused as much on the improvised music storytelling and things of that nature. This one's actually a conversation and there's other people on the podcast. So we're pretty much just gonna jump right into it. Um, I I will set it up a little bit just by saying um, earlier this week I was kind of working on something and trying to just trying to get out and do some stuff and I'll tell more of that story next week because I figure next week's uh, uh, podcast is going to be back to pretty much normal. Um, but I was kind of dealing with a situation that sort of revolved around loneliness. And what kind of came out of that in the end was um, these people coming over and having. A- a conversation with me. There's three other people on this uh, episode. So it was an interesting turn of events there, how it went from dealing with like a loneliness factor to having a bunch of people to talk to. So I thought that was pretty cool. And I'll get into exactly the specifics of it and everything next week. Um, But the conversation is a, a, a little bit odd, I would say, just because it's focuses mainly around the show American Idol um, we talk about Harry Connick Jr. and um, specifically I think the conversation mainly came around because there's a dude on the show Ray Vaughn who is a local Richmond guy and it's sort of sparked up this conversation and, and I oh I want to say real quick too that The um, sound quality is a little bit different than normal because of everybody being in there, I had to set up a bunch of different mics around the room. So just be aware of that. Um, I tried my best to hook it up. So anyway, let's get into it. Hope you enjoy it. Just gonna introduce everybody here first. Uh, I've got three musicians from Richmond in here, and we're gonna sit around and chat a little bit. And first on my left, uh, I got Samson Trin. He is the leader of the Upper East Side Big Band and the creator of the uh, You Can Roll music program. What's up, Samson? What's up, Brandon? <laughs> going on so thanks for coming thank you you want to talk about any of that stuff real quick
1: about you can roll or yeah. um a big band yeah. well, um the Let's big band's on. been around for like 11 years and um still trying to figure out um what the perfect name for the big band is because it's just too damn long <laughs> so uh there's that and also um we've had how a long group? do you think it should take to figure out a band name
0: once you have a band
1: um i I don't think you can ever like come up with the perfect band name <laughs> at least uh, with with my luck, you know, it's just like it's, it's never gonna work out. So that's why I just turned to you can Roll where you know that was like the perfect name because it was short. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, I mean, um, the, the band's been um been really lucky to have uh, you know Alice and Mill Steel and Susie Fisher and, um, a bunch of other musicians, um, be a part of our, uh, project, but, you know, and I guess with You Can Roll, we've been, we've had a really good year, um, school year where we touched, I think, over four schools, um, with our residency, um, so it's like three Hanover County schools and one Richmond City school, and, um, yeah, and so that's, that's pretty much it. Nice, yep.
0: and you got T-shirts. So I got one of them on. Yeah, I didn't actually wear this because you were coming today. I just like happened to have it on.
2: My kid is and... sleeping in hers tonight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's cool that you mentioned Susie and Allison because that's also who we have here. So ah, <laughs> Susie Fisher in the center and Allison Mills Steele. <laughs> <laughs> on <laughs> <my> direct right. <laughs> so welcome, guys. Thanks. <laughs> and um, Susie, I don't know too much about you. I know I've seen you in the playing in the big band. You play like a big honking <laughs> saxophone. <laughs>
3: yep, that's the bear town. <laughs> yep.
0: Nice. Is that the only instrument you play?
3: Um, I play all the saxophones and just just woodwinds in general. Really, um, freelance around town on on all of them as best I can. Cool.
0: Yeah. I saw some pictures on Facebook today of yeah. you playing some jazz gigs and stuff like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Looking pretty badass. Oh, well, that's
3: that's nice. Sometimes, you know, I see those things pop up and I'm like, oh, go away. But...
0: <laughs> well, we got good photographers in town, too, that that's really true. make everybody look good. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Yeah.
1: Like Melissa Brew. Yep.
2: Ashley, Ashley Covington. Covington. Yeah.
1: Who's out in the West Coast right now.
2: What,
1: what? Yeah. Nice. And Allison? Yes. What's up with you?
2: Hmm. What's up with me? Uh, well, I'm singing in the Mills family band, and I am... Great band. (laughs) We just finished our second album. Really? Yep. Nice. And I literally have a box of them at home, and I have not taken a single one of them out to, like, bring to anybody. Um... Not Why is that? Because I literally, like, all I can think, I'm, I'm, I just want the CD release party to happen. Yeah. It's like the CD release party will make all of it seem real. But it's it's in, they're, they're, like, in my hands at home, and I wow. just keep
0: forgetting to take them out. Like, and that's a stu- is that a studio album?
2: It is. Yeah, we recorded it. Um, we recorded some of it with Lincoln Mitchell, who's a buddy of ours, uh, has his own studio. Uh, he used to record out of Plant Zero, and then we finished it at... Uh, with Lance Kohler at Minimum Wage. It's really awesome. Cool. It's really awesome. I hate to say that about it, my own thing, but it's pretty awesome. I'm sure it is. <laughs> and we're really happy that it's finished because it took us, like, forever. Yeah? Yeah. It took yeah. us forever. But it's uh, it's good. It's really it's a uh, solid solid piece of work. Awesome. So, yeah, that's really exciting, and I'm just raising my two little beautiful girls, and... Uh, teaching kids at St. Christopher's, and loving it. Wow. Loving
0: life. Sounds good. Sounds yeah. busy. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, what we're going to be doing today is talking pretty specifically about American Idol. Um, I'm. It's kind of a weird thing to me, because I'm not really a pop culture dude, especially on this podcast. It's more experimental and uh, improv- improvisational and stuff like that, but... Uh, that's fine. I think we can still kind of handle this conversation in the same sort of way. But um, Samson, you actually brought this conversation to me and wanted to do it on the podcast, which I thought was cool and just wanted to go do that. But do you know exactly why you wanted to do like a recorded conversation about American Idol?
1: Well, I wanted to just have a conversation um, because, you know, uh, it just seems like we all have our own, like, little uh, capsule of uh, social media with our phones and our computers that I think it just creates angst and there's no real people talking, you know, and... You know, and especially because there's um, a former student of mine, Ray Von Owen, is on there right now. And um, I just wanted to really um, just capture this in recording and with like um, just good friends and just really musicians from Richmond, where, you know, we it's, it's kind of like a guilty pleasure watching American Idol but it's just, uh, you know, we, sometimes we don't admit it. (laughs) And I think it's American Idol has had, it's really weird has had a weird span all the way up until like Carrie Conning Jr. when he started mentoring twice, you know, one was, uh, for Frank Sinatra weekend and, uh, the other was for, um, a, uh, then and now type of uh, theme. And what I was um, into was that, you know, even though I think it's been at least four or five years where I don't have cable or an antenna to check out what's going on in the world, and, you know, the internet is winning um, with all the current events, at least with my current events, and, and, you know, just... I was looking at a clip of Harry Kane Jr. during one of those mentor weeks where, you know, he gets a camera and t- tells the camera to come in and says, hey, um, check this out. I'm actually arranging, um, working on music for these contestants. And it's like, you don't see Shania Twain doing that. And, you know, she's off at her pool and just chilling in there. And then, you know, and then the second time he was there was when he became kind of like a real in a way like a college professor like really critiquing and giving pointers to each of the contestants and um you know um but what really got in, him into that judge's seat was when he and randy had a battle and i'm sure like the produ- producers picked it up where uh, i think randy jackson was going um was telling this one contestant well you should have sang it like at james this uh, arrangement of, um, At Last, and, of course, Harry says, well, you should listen to the original, which is, you know, very true, you know, just, um, with the Lena Horne version of At Last, and, um, and so, so they started, um, going back and forth where Harry was really schooling the whole panel, which, in a way, it's, I think, with what Hollywood, what, what they're doing these days is just get all these stars that used to be and give them a career, <clears throat> again, by being judges and in that panel it was, you know, Keith Urban, Mariah Carey, Nicki Minaj, who I had no clue, I I didn't know who she was, mm-hmm. and, you know, Randy Jackson, and I think that was just, I think that was the year where everyone was going, what the F is going on, mm-hmm. but then, um, you know, Harry just started schooling all of them, just saying, don't you realize that this is the same person, the one who wrote, um, um, at last, he's the same person who wrote um, "Somewhere Over the Rainbow," and everyone was just going, "What's going on here?" Like they, it was, but you know, but then um, I think that's... When, once Harry started getting back, is that get, when
0: you started watching the show, or have you been watching it
1: since? Just it on and off, really, just through you know YouTube. Just you know, the, when when he was when he was judging that first year, it was. Mainly just to see what he was doing, and I think America ca- caught on too because you you would see him on like TV Guide or People's magazines, just with um, headlines saying how Harry Conning Jr. saved American Idol. But you know, I mean, it's, it this was is about
2: not to be done. I yeah, mean, that that year that you're talking about was like it was just completely in in the in the hole.
1: Yeah, and I remember a good friend of ours, Rusty Farmer, when I brought that up to him saying. So what do you think? Harry Conning Jr. is going to be on Idol. And he said, you know, I actually think that's a really good decision. You know, have a real musician on Idol, not dissing the other judges at all, because they have, you know, their certain type, their certain talents here and there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, and, and and, you know, I mean, throughout this conversation, I'm not going to keep on, you know, praise Harry Connick Jr. or have, a, like, a dick-sucking contest over Harry Connick Jr. of how great he is. It's just, you know, um, there are, like, some moments where I'm just going, what the fuck, Harry? You know, just like, um, <laughs> yeah. but what, do, what what's y'all's take on the whole American Idol and
0: why well, we're having this conversation? On Harry mm-hmm. Connick Jr., or do you guys follow um, him I'm, at
1: all? or
2: Well, do we follow Harry? I mean, yeah. I've, I've been in love with Harry Connick Jr. since I was a teenager. Nice. Um, and so I was excited for many reasons. You know, I've also, just like Samson, kind of been a, a here and there type of American Idol fan. I watched it a couple of years in the beginning and then I completely fell off after a couple of years. I just, not for any real specific reason, I just think, second like anything out there was a novelty to it for me at the beginning. And then, you know, and then it, it, I think I just got a, a little tired of the whole shtick, you mm-hmm. know. I didn't um, like
1: it in the beginning. Yeah, um, I didn't I mean, get it. I, uh, didn't I really didn't
2: it. like. I mean, I've never really been a big fan of. You know, I just like hearing people sing. Mm-hmm. The rest of it just to me is a lot of show, and it, and that's fine. It just for me not a big thing. Like the voice, I watched The Voice for the very first time the other night. Never have seen it in my life. I loved the singers. Like I loved the, the voices. The, the rest of it just doesn't do much for me. Chairs turning. Right, around right, and just, and that just that just doesn't do much for me personally, <laughs> but. Um, But yeah, so I, my eyes, you know, and ears perked up when I heard that Harry Connick Jr. was coming on too, because I felt like it was bringing a, I don't want to use the word legitimacy because that's also sounding like there's not a legitimacy to these other judges and they're all amazing in their own right. But like you said in the beginning, I I tend to be a little critical of like pop, you know, the pop music, pop culture, yeah,
0: no, you know. I don't want to sound like I'm critical, it's just not what I right. do. Exactly. exactly. <laughs>
2: that's not what, I, I don't know too much about what, you know, uh, a lot of, you know, a, a lot of what's happening in pop music right now, currently. Um, and so, therefore, it probably was just, maybe a, the whole idea of it was just unfamiliar to me and a little out of my comfort zone mm. or whatever. But... Um, and I would, you know, but I would watch American Idol, especially, I was always one of these people that would wait until it got down to, like, maybe eight contestants, you know, at the very end, and I would start watching it just to see.
3: That's funny, because I would watch only the beginning. Only the beginning? Because <laughs> I love the audition episodes. They were so entertaining. <laughs> yeah. I those so would make else? me cringe. I'd be like, oh, so God. So
0: the audition God. stuff, do they still do that?
3: They do. Okay. Yeah. That's usually the only part that I watch. I mean... <laughs> It started when I was, like, I don't know, I must have been 12. So, like, I watched the first couple seasons pretty intently, you know, and then, you know, I kind of stopped paying attention. But I'm a TV lover. Like, yeah. I just, you know, so I'll turn on the TV in prime time. You know, sometimes it'll be on and I'll watch. Um, but I definitely started paying more attention this season for a multitude of reasons. Rayvon being one of them. Yeah. Um, but also with Harry, I mean... You know, at first there was Simon Cowell, who's like, you know, you love to hate kind of judge, mm-hmm. who would like actually give critiques, which I think is, you know, I feel like the other judges sometimes kind of, you know, pussyfoot around things. So I like.
1: You had, had, you know, Paul Abdul, who was a nice female judge, and you had the Randy Jackson Yeah. Who, I don't really know what he's there for. But like, he's. he's well, I kind there. of feel the same way
0: about Keith Urban yeah. from like I too. what I watched. And I got to say that. Just with this conversation coming up, all I did was watch the last episode. So that's where I'm coming from. yeah, besides. but oddly commercials enough, that oddly enough the the, past, the
2: setup that they have right now is very similar to the to the old setup. yeah, the Paula right? Abdul. Mm-hmm. so she's sort of like the you know, outspoken, you know, female um female. Uh, representative, okay? Didn't she start getting wasted, though, like,
0: on that show, or was that some other show? Say again. Didn't she start getting wasted? She did,
2: yeah, there were all kinds of drug things, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But But then Randy Jackson was like... Right, right. See, I used to think Randy Jackson was legitimate because he's, like, a producer, you know, and he would come at you with all this experience and stuff, but he was just a little bit, like, he was jolly, and he was, you know, kind of... I don't know, I just didn't take him I didn't always take him very seriously. And then you've got like Simon Cowell who just wants to rip everybody a new asshole mm-hmm. every time, you know. You yeah, know, but with, with legitimate yeah, comments, yeah. but I thought there was a bit of there was a bit of of, of, of a there was an angle with him that, you know, I, I, I always imagined Well, he's that, the one
0: that everybody tuned in to watch, right? Right.
2: Exactly. Okay. So that's what I that I, I have I always get real cynical about it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'd be like, Oh god, this is like this is this is um you know they, they've staged this yeah. you know I, I i started to get like that about it but that aside now the judges they have a very similar panel of judges where you've got jennifer lopez is like the hot pop chick you know and she's really outspoken and um and she loves the show you know she always loves to
3: tell and she's outspoken but she doesn't really say much just no, like doesn't. worth something to the contestants to help yeah. them grow as an artist. You know, no, like, I because I she gets it. all because she gets all chick on everybody, you yeah. know, like not Yeah, and not, I think I think she's you know, she favors the young, handsome contestants. She does. <laughs> and then she just is like so
2: great. Well that just like they told Cassim. They were like She was, like, fighting to tell people, like, he can sing, you know. He does have a good voice. You're just such a great (laughs) performer. We just love to see you perform. That is true. It's a singing competition. Well, you know, they they brought (laughs) up
1: the whole thing about, you know, it's American Idol. You know, it's not just about singing. I know. But at the same time, I think, I view it as a singing competition. Maybe I think it
2: should be a singing competition. I think it's a little
3: Mm -hmm. of both. And, um... I don't know. Me, personally, I was disappointed the last, last couple weeks, I think. Whatever week it was that Jennifer Lopez performed some new song that she has, you know, they'll, they'll have the contestants and then like in the middle, you know, they'll have a guest artist or whatever. So she was singing and she was singing along to her own like, you know, track. Like, you know, like a a double like lead line, you know, like, you know, like she was singing, but she was not singing by herself. And I was really, like, I don't know, I was kind of disappointed. I was like, you're judging these kids. You're not letting these kids have, like, you know, recordings of themselves right. underneath. Which is a common thing, you know, it, you know, nowadays in performances. But, like, man, like, shouldn't, if you're a judge, like, shouldn't you be, like, proving your own chops? Like, yeah. you know.
1: Was, was the track, I mean, I didn't see it, but was it, um, was that track? During the course when like It was like the, doing, whole thing, the whole thing,
3: I think. It was okay. very clear that she had support, you know, mm-hmm. like pre recorded support.
0: So sort of in like a Super Bowl style thing where or some big event a yeah. lot of times, the singers will have that background thing, so it was sort of. It was like, like that.
3: that. I was very disappointed. And then Jason Derulo last week. I don't know if y'all saw his performance. Mm-hmm. His microphone had so much auto tune on it. Yeah. I've never heard so much auto tune in my life in a live performance. And it's like really like, you know, you're gonna. I don't know. I think you can't tell
0: anymore though. I if, was gonna if say... they're doing that just for the sound of it, because right. I think he can kind of sing.
3: I I know he can because <laughs> I heard him sing, but. I don't know. For me, you know, if you're going to make these kids perform just bare bones with their voice, I feel like, you know, yeah. that's... You should step up. Yeah, yeah, that's what the whole show should be about. Right. I don't know.
2: I agree. That's a very good point. Kelly Clarkson sounded pretty damn good. She didn't sound like she was doubling herself. Either. No, she yeah. sounded great. She, she was like great. a
0: guest star on yeah, there. Yeah, because
2: they, they did a Kelly Clarkson week, which I thought was incredibly difficult because, I mean, you know, that's another thing about this show that that it's kind of like watching a, a a one of the cooking competitions where they make you do like all these random things that mm-hmm. you know you would never ever do in in the cooking world you know so really is it is it the best um is it the best way to really showcase you know you as a and your skills but so i always wonder that but you know these these kids come up and have to sing kelly clarkson songs which are pretty you know she is a specific pop singer you know and was she, she on
0: the show she was on the show okay.
2: she was the she was the mentor that week and they were all doing her songs and then she performed as well so it was wow. just like kelly clark's a week in a major way um but she was very down to earth i thought she was really cool with all the contestants and then she sang her ass off like when she's when she performed um and you could see during she did a she did a version of at last that was pretty kick-ass And she was messing with her ear monitors. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. She she had no vocal in her ear at all. From the beginning. None. Wow. No vocal at all. And she, the the whole song, she was doing this and doing this. You could tell she was freaking out. And she killed it. She she did. And then said to the, you know, Ryan Seacrest asked her what was going on. And she was like, well, I was wondering where my vocal was (laughs) the whole time. And apparently, you know, you can hear them, little mutterings of them complaining that that room is really difficult. Mm. Harry Connick Jr. said that one week he was like you know it sounded like you know you might have had some pitch issues although it's really tough to tell in this room you know sometimes it's hard to tell in here so I I can only imagine that was hard it's tough
1: to do that live too you know just doing a live show every week I mean with you know all those channels that they have to um, put together but, um,
3: yeah, can we give it up for the for the musicians on that show? For the musicians. Oh my gosh! No, they I do learn. love that they, they seem to give those
2: guys props every week, and I really love that they do yeah. that. Yeah, and they, I mean they
3: have to learn like how how many new songs like oh every my week, God. you know?
2: And really, really do them. I mean, they they I've never heard them really mess See, up. That that's at one all. of the reasons
1: why I support, you know, shows like, um, although I don't watch them, you know, like Dancing with the Stars or. Um, American Idol, or even like, um, a show like Glee, where people still hire musicians to perform, I guess, covers, but at least, you know, to take it into a new direction or a different arrangement, but like, um, I'm kind of like going off tangent with this, but I've talked about this with all of y'all, but like, uh, the use of the word arrangement has been heavy right now. Yeah. Not only on American Idol, and I think this is because of Harry, because I, I don't remember anyone saying this, you know, 10 years ago or even five years ago about just arrangements, but like, uh, you know, um, I would see it in blogs. I would see it in like uh, recaps and right. reading, you know, certain internet blogs or even Jennifer Lopez using the word arrangement. And it's like,
0: I was gonna ask yeah. you about that because I watched this past episode and I noticed that everyone said arrangement and then they all said at some point they were talking about gravy <laughs> which was a Harry Conic term too that I guess he had said the previous
2: week.
3: All he, did you see no gravy. Did you did you see that, Samson? He pretty much like issued a retraction and almost, you know, he wanted yes. to clarify his point. And which, I loved that he did. Yeah, that was no, cool. You think, he had,
2: you I think was, he had to do it because everyone that. was pissed?
3: No, uh, he didn't have to do I don't do think it. so.
0: It seemed more like he said a word that was common to him in music. Yeah. And then everyone out there started being like, oh, this is a word we can use. And people were saying gravy this and gravy that. Mm. And he had to sort of take the word back for a minute <laughs> and be like, no, this is what I actually meant when I was. See that—that's that. where I
1: think he's kind of <laughs> like being like a Rainey Jackson, trying to like win the crowd because he has that mix of like, hey, I am the harsh Harry or like a Simon Cowell, but like then he still wants to have that um, that reaction from the artist, like positive um, feedback from the and audience. See, that's where, my
2: only problem with Harry. Yeah. Is that I? I just want him to be Harry. Like. Yeah. I don't. I don't actually like it when he gets all. See. I've loved the fact that, like, you know, when you see, when they're singing a song, the kid Tussin's singing a song, and it might suck, you know, or it might not. Either way, Jennifer Lopez and Keith Urban are most of the time, like, bopping up and down, you know? Yeah. Doesn't matter if it's the most killing thing ever. Harry Connick Jr. is sitting there, completely stone-faced, like, studying it every time. Yeah. And I love that. And I wish he would keep that. Not that I don't, you know, I mean, everybody should be able to let go and be like man you killed that that was great but I feel like he needs to know he, he must know that he's there to give the real like the the most astute uh, critiques I, I feel like he knows that That to me is a pretty
0: public I, I would think that's why he took the job right, I don't, I don't right. even think even if it was somebody else saying like we need this type of guy right. I think he would take the job and be like this Absolutely. is what I'm gonna do So
2: I think he's I've been a little disappointed the past few weeks and I I haven't watched the whole season so I'll say
0: he was uh, jumping up all, all around the place and like singing songs and doing crazy stuff you're talking about that. the Katy Perry
2: bit where he
1: did
0: <laughs> oh my
3: gosh
1: Teenage Dreams you know <laughs>
3: that was hilarious
1: I don't know there, there's moments like that where I don't dig Harry where yeah, it's like where I could
0: see like where well
3: that wasn't his fault they like they, totally they put him on the spot and they put him yeah. on the spot it and was he, Jennifer's and, and fault he, too well he
1: did he did say i can sing the hell out of that song right and all of a sudden he was put on the spot and he didn't know the lyrics and he didn't know the chorus. like i don't know the lyrics and chorus to teenage dream but like but then you know it's it's this is where the show comes in where sure uh, the whole audience is probably going to dig this but deep down inside i just think uh this is where i don't know if selling out is the right word but then he would use like a defense where he's like you know doing his harry Connick bit singing the song kind of and then going to Keith Urban pretending to have this, you know, homosexual experience with him. And that's been kinda of like the
2: But let's face it, but like, let's face it though. Yeah. Harry Connick Jr. has been very I mean, it's not like he doesn't love cheese, you know? Yeah. Like he's done plenty of he likes to ham it up and be silly and I mean yeah. look, he he's done like Christmas variety shows for Christ's sake, you know? Like he's to me is sort of like I don't know. I, I feel like that even though that was sort of a, a moment where you're like, eh, I feel like he could have and been kinda acting like himself.
3: Well <laughs> and did you catch did you catch where he threw that little pentatonic riff like oh, in yeah. jail yeah. oh, he just yeah. like looked straight at her and was like, oh. "No, that 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 was the
1: talk of the you know, the internet musician and then jazz he community. The word the next week too. <laughs>
2: Sorry.
1: And then he dropped the word.
2: He he did. He's like, I'm gonna use this word again. Pentatonics yeah. like he... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, yeah. it was so smug. It was so smug.
1: Yeah, I think but that's... Funny. W- it's, it's, it's funny. funny. It's that's funny. where, the, like, the, the jock uh, jazz musician comes out of him. Right. You know, they're because they're, we know those guys. We know all those jazzers, jazzers who are stuck up. But at the same time, with someone like Harry, you know... Um, I'm just going to throw the name out there. He reminds me of, like, Daniel Clark. There are moments where they have that... Those moments of just... Um, talent, raw talent, but they do, you know, definitely go up and, you know, um, they do have control of like, um, uh, of a, uh, recording session or, or like a leadership role. But at the same time, it's, it's very like, you know, he, he has that, um, you know, what is that? It's confidence, you know. Out of all those three judges, sure. there's that confidence right there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So um, because... confidence
2: about things that like he knows he knows more about yeah. certain things than they do. Like yeah. it's a you know it's it's I don't even know if it's just confidence. It's like a you know it's sort of like a, an expertise. It's almost like he has more of an expertise than than they do. You know yeah, what I, I mean?
1: th- it comes from just improvisation too. Like not only is he quick on, you know, just coming up with great lines musically, but in conversation as well, He the wit is there. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, so.
3: Well, I don't know if you saw last week when, um, who, whoever, whoever was it was that sang Teenage Dream. I don't remember. I'm not sure. But well, whoever it was, like, you know, it was a guy, I'm pretty sure. And um, J-Lo was freaking out the whole time and she was just, she was the first to comment. She's like, I loved it. It was so great. I loved it. You know, and then Harry speaks and he's like, you know, I would have liked to, you know, hear you do something with a little more depth in the lyrics, you know, and, and, you know, I totally thought that was you know, a legit comment, but J-Lo kept interrupting him, he was trying to give his his critique, she kept interrupting and being like, I loved it, what's wrong with the lyrics to that, I loved it, I thought it was great, he's so great, he's so sexy, she didn't say that part, but she Mm. might as well could have, yeah, and I thought it was rude, and I thought he had a very valid point, I mean, the dude, I think he was one of the older dudes, maybe it was Nick, I don't know, but yeah, it's like she's (laughs) trying to,
2: because she does that to him all the time.
3: Yeah. And it drives
2: me insane. It's like just she tries to take his legit comments, mm-hmm. and I don't know whether she's doing it to try and, like, make, you know, she's trying to go soft, like she wants to be soft on the contestants, or whether she's doing it because, you know, she's trying to somehow smear his obviously much more intelligent um, musical...
3: Yeah, I think she just maybe actually takes a little bit of personal offense to his yeah. comments, yeah. it seems, because she gets real emotional well, I don't know <laughs> if seems. you noticed last week though she smacked him
2: nah she smacked him like kind of you know this kind of oh, stuff while okay. he was he was going off it was during the Rayvon thing yeah, yeah it was yeah. during the Rayvon thing he was going off about I uh, you know he was clarifying the comment from mm-hmm. the week before and he was like what is your gravy like I he's like I didn't get enough you know time I ran out of time the week before I really just want to know like what is Tell me. Like, I want you to answer. It was not a rhetorical question. Answer me. What What, what is your gravy? Like, what makes you... This is in the very tick? last... This was in the episode. show. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it was at the end because, yeah, Ray- Rayvon was in the bottom. Mm-hmm. And she just was talking over him as he sort of, you know, he was impassioned. He was, like, impassioned about it. He was, like, he and Rayvon, and then Rayvon kind of came back with his very passionate response. And she just kind of, you know, she's just like a little gnat in this conversation, like, trying to override whatever he was saying but he kept getting a little bit more like heightened and then apparently she must have got done this and he was like don't slap me or don't smack me and I know he was trying to it's one of those really uncomfortable moments for me that I it was like she got kind of you know I don't think it, it seemed like he could have very easily been serious like I don't remember that moment at all. Yeah. But but well, I
0: sort of do. But I don't remember exactly that. I remember from that moment the Rayvon thing. It, to me, that I was I I think maybe just so interested in that yeah. because that well his performance when he came on and he was saving himself for this vote right. that they had to do right you could really feel that he was like trying everything Absolutely. like putting everything out there right. and then for to, the
1: second time for, okay for yeah, the second exactly.
0: time but then also on top of that like once you finish it it's kind of like okay right. I, I laid it all out there it's right. done i'll see if i can make it but then to have harry connick jr to say like all right you just did all that but what do you really want and you have like one minute on right. I, it's live, right? It's yeah, live, yeah. Live it's live like a job interview. Yeah, it, it's like <laughs> I yeah, sure. kind of felt yeah. so were you like nervous for yes. because I couldn't even imagine, like, just even if we were sitting around and you said, like, what do you want to do over the next year or something like that, right. like some situation like that, it would take me... Ten minutes to just even think I would
2: just be like, about uh, what I want to say. Uh,
0: and I would probably just blurt something out, and it wouldn't really be what I want to do. But Later like, on, you'd think of yeah, what you exactly. actually meant to say. So to be like on that stage, after you just laid your whole heart out there, right. and then to be like... Right. Somebody asks you, like, but what do you really want? Well, yeah,
2: because actually... And, and I thought it was great that he was able to answer it with yeah, I voice. An- because really... When you're a musician, you know if we if if we were able to talk about what makes us tick, then we would be, you know, we would be writers or we would be, you know, like motivational speakers. We're musicians, so the way we feel about shit comes out in the instrument. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't think a lot of people who play music. I'm not. That's that's totally that's presumptuous, but. You know, I mean, I don't I'm, find it easy to talk, you know, and sometimes I get downright uncomfortable when I hear, you know, singers or uh, musicians, um, writers, songwriters and stuff. You know, did you guys ever watch that Storytellers, VH1 Storytellers? Yeah, um, yeah, thing? Yeah. It was a really cool series. But at the same time, there's sometimes when I don't actually want to know, like mm. I've heard this song and I know what it means to me. I know what I'm taking from it. I don't know that I actually want to know. Yeah. Because you, you take the song. There have away been from times you. in my life when I have found out what a, what a real song meaning was, and I was like, oh. You know, and it like kind yeah. of took the wind out of the sails for me. It's like
3: watching Harry Potter movies and seeing what the characters actually <laughs> exactly. look like. Exactly. Like, or well, like finding out that magic isn't really
2: magic. Yeah. You're like, that's the most crestfallen moment of your life. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh wow, that didn't actually happen that way. <laughs> you
3: know, it's like. There's no Santa. What? Like so, you know, yeah. your mom putting the money on your pillow from the Tooth Fairy. Yeah, yeah, crushed me. It I is. I mean, the
1: response from Harry Kind Jr.'s. Uh, I kind of you know, get what, into that. What, what? 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 When he? <laughs> when he? When he, he said what? You know, what's your gravy, Harry? You know, I think maybe Jennifer asked um, Harry this, and he, it's the usual response. You know, you like know, New Orleans beignets. Well, second line. No, and it's no, like no. that's. It's I like, thought
0: you know, that was cool though because. He listed off, like, five words yeah. where Ravon, he, I mean, even though I I appreciated what Ravon said, it still was just, like, throw out everything you can possibly Give grace yeah. to God yeah. was the first
2: yeah, thing I he said. Yeah, I bad for him. Yeah. 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 No,
0: I
1: mean, the audience but, reacted well. I mean, every time you put in God, I mean, it's like,
2: yeah, you know. Yeah, but it seemed to me that he knew exactly yeah. what, I mean, he was saying some things that, that whether or not they're really what... Because, you know, oh, I want to inspire people, I want to make them laugh, I want to make them cry. Like, he, I thought that was a very good, he he, he got off well with not really being able to answer that question. Well, you no know, he can answer that question. Yeah.
1: The first time Harry, you know, brought that up, you know, in, in New Orleans we have this thing called All Chops No Gravy. I was just really thinking, you know, any um, saxophone player from college who... Sound like Parker, you know, who, who, who can play all those Charlie Parker licks, but then that's all they can do There's mm-hmm. there is no soul or there's no gravy within right. that You know those you know runs and that's you know, is so like a
0: cover artist But not really like his own person like, you he know, can and, cover this guy, but he can't be himself and yeah like
2: Yeah, like technically that. he's great. Right. And that's what Sing they've been anything. labeling
1: Ray Vaughn as he's this great amazing technical singer but, you know, that's kind of bullshit because he really does have that soul. He, to me that's I was what gonna the great is. He gives me
2: goosebumps every time he sings and I would, that's why I've gotten that I think that's actually how Samson and I started talking about this whole thing because I just called him one night. You know, obviously the She's interest the, one who brought it up. the yeah. interest in yeah. American Idol for me this season, admittedly, was, you know, when Ravon was on it, all of a sudden it's like there's the the you know, the my interest in it, you know, increased You know exponentially, but which would be the same
0: for every other city. Exactly, everybody's got it. Exactly, exactly. Not Not unlike so
2: you know, I and there's a friend of mine who kept saying she's like I think you're really you know sensitive, like oversensitive about Harry Connick and Rayvon, and I'm like I'm not. I was like I mean, of course I want to see him win, but now I'm really into it. Like now I'm into it, and I'm really listening to what they're saying, and and I really just don't. I don't think that that I feel feel like Ravon is getting getting the short end of the stick for some reason. Like there's a lot of contestants on the show this year that are, to me, kind of off the wall. You know, they're they're not your run of the mill types of and I think that's what they're looking for. They're looking for, you know, they're they're looking for different and they're looking for you know how I told you one of the singers reminded me of Nellie Mackay. Oh, Jax. Um, Jax reminded me of Nelly Mackay. She had this re- that really neat, you know, quirky voice and you know and she even kind of looks like her but you know a a different kind of it's almost like they're trying to take a non-mainstream type of personality or whatever character and bring them into the mainstream which that's cool that's cool but it doesn't mean that you shut out rayvon to me has that old kind of soul it's like a sam Cooke type of soul it's like Mm. a Marvin Gaye kind of thing it's like he's old he has a classic voice and delivery to me and I don't think there's anything false or soulless about it as a matter on the contrary actually I think there's a lot of emotion there that you know perhaps it's, it's almost like they're considering him obsolete at this point because they're looking for these like I mean one of those girls on there is she's just has this sort of Cindy Lauper thing about her, you know? And, Joey, and her voice is real. The,
1: the one who changes her hair. Joey, mm-hmm. Joey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I
2: mean, she's cute, you know, and, and whatever. Like, we all have different opinions. My opinion really means nothing. But, you know, I, I think I, I've been unhappy with how... I think he's getting really criticized much more harshly than this, at least from what I've seen, let's say... 10 contestants, like, when they mm-hmm. got to the top 10. Well, I, wonder... I Like, I just kept seeing them rip him. Rip him for having oh, yeah. no depth and no soul and no whatever. And I'm like, you know, and then telling this these other guys, a couple of them who gave really mediocre performances. I think anybody would agree that Kasim gave a few very mediocre vocal performances. I mean, yeah, he can dance his ass off and he looks great and he makes funny faces when he sings, you know, but he... Vocally was not on. Yeah. And they said that to him, mm-hmm. but then they overshadowed. They were like, but it's okay. It's okay. You know, some of those runs were, yeah, you gotta watch your notes and everything, but. The rest of it's awesome. You're awesome. You're awesome. He you did
3: know? earn that save, though, when he did come together, I got to say. I was like, <laughs> I missed that. It was it was powerful. Yeah. Like, I got to give it to him. That was, that yeah, was great. Yeah, I thought it was a joke. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't yeah, no, I, I didn't get into I it. Yeah, I felt the anger in him that he was even having to do that. You know, I, I appreciate it. Was it a Beatles week? I don't think it was. I don't know. What yeah, we...
2: but you know, he, I, a lot of people talk no, about the Come Together, and I missed the Come Together moment.
1: You know, he was just pulling out tricks. You know, he had a card. He, he flipped a card. You know, playing deck of cards. That's, ground, not, that's not, right.
3: not why I like If You are
1: yeah, not, uh, not a strong
2: vocalist. That is not going to me to to make. You know, it's like, Harry Connick Jr. ended up telling him the the week that he um the, the Kelly Clarkson week where he really bombed. And he said it last week. He was like, that's the worst performance I ever had. And Harry Connick was like, you just need to practice. Like, you, you're you going to try those runs. That's when he threw out the pentatonic comment. Mm-hmm. You're going to try those runs. You need to nail... If you're only going to be singing five notes, you need to nail them. And you need to sit home and you need to screw all this other stuff. Like, screw all the... put. You know, it doesn't matter. All the rest of the show does not matter if you can't do those runs. You know? And I was like, thank you. Yeah, cool. And I think Jennifer Lopez again, was like, oh, but he's so awesome. <laughs>
3: oh,
2: but he's <laughs> so, so awesome. cute. I mean, he's so
1: great. I, know, exactly. I mean, that, that's where, I mean, the, do the judges, you know, um, do their critiques influence what you feel about the contestants? Because I know it, it, you know, all these bloggers or the people who write down the recaps or the re- reviews, they're repeating the same lines that the judges are. Or if, if they're making predictions, they... Would say yes. Vaughn's not interesting at all, and they would just feed off of the judges, and that's where it kind of gets me. You mm-hmm. know, sure. I mean, the judges are legit, but do they influence you guys what? sometimes? I, I, I don't know well, no, that's Vaughan the thing.
2: Or... I I mean that, but I'd love to. I'd love to find that out from the general public. That would be a really. Because cool... I have a
0: question about um, the I, the voting. I don't particularly know how that works, but. Really do interesting this year. call in or text There's something or so something? so many different I'm ways. Tweeting. I mean, I don't take tweets. Well, well here's
1: the deal. With Google, you can just simply, when it's voting day or voting night, you can simply just um, Google American Idol or American Idol voting, and then the contestants pop up. And you can, you know, tap on whoever you want to Up to 20 win, votes per. Up to 20 votes.
3: Yeah.
1: So you can do it there. With your Google account, and then you can also do it with um, just on the American Idol website, and you can do up to 20 votes there. So there's so many random ways you can vote.
0: But voting is open when the show starts or something like that, right? So do the people that go first have a bigger advantage
3: i think i don't know are they the ones that get the most votes from the week before it it's, seems it's, like it.
1: it's always the week before it's like after yeah. the wednesday show is over then the voting opens up just the mm-hmm. past two weeks that's when they started doing that that whole twitter save thing
3: yeah at the last and, minute when it comes down to the final two and uh, that okay. was yeah
1: that was very new and i think the voice did that before as well, but I mean,
2: and this whole this yeah. whole season that they're doing is new because they used to have two, you know, every other season, I guess, because I didn't, I don't think I really watched what, what, when Nicki, I, I watched a little bit last season, but like when Nicki Minaj and all that, I didn't watch that entire year. Um, but have they, were they doing this thing last year? They used to have two shows, like it would be two nights every week. Mm-hmm. Every week it would be performance night, and then Elimination night.
3: Well, they got those new chairs that light up green or red. Is that so this I year think, that they did that? Yeah, okay. I think that's a new thing because I turned it on and I was like, what the fuck is happening? But yeah, I, yeah. Still so games. Happens. So it all happened <laughs> well, on all night.
0: I have that note written down from watching it and like taking down notes that it seemed very Hunger games That's what
3: Chris said when he watched with me the other day. He was like, what is this? Is this... Well, you know, games.
1: I'm, I'm sure, you know, ever since... <laughs> Competitions came on maybe since Star Search, who knows? But definitely when American Idol came on and Star reality t- reality TV like Survivor and especially when yeah. Survivor Survivor came on because probably you know American Idol picked up on that. Stuff where when it was just pop idol, yeah. you know. They need to add
0: singing into Hunger Games. Yeah, I would like. I mean, silly really everything, I think it's, I think that's everything what is about. It's, yeah. it's all
2: it's all Darwinian anyway. It's like yeah. It's yeah. all about survival of the fittest yeah. in everything we do. Right. Yeah. Maybe yeah. they just want. We, like 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 the we just like yeah. to see people suffer. Like we just like to suffering. Yeah. Yeah.
3: We need some light-up chairs. We need some light-up chairs <laughs> in here.
2: I will say though, I do like that it's only one night. I do like that you could just. it's It's a big show
0: though. It was, it was long. I watched it online, so it didn't have... Yeah, I mean, they're it doing skip, it on one night, but it's two hours long now. But, but yeah, it was like an <laughs> I mean, hour and 25 minutes or something like that. It certainly no affects
1: commercial. a lot of people because with, you know, when the second save that Rayvon got with that, you know, save hashtag save Rayvon, he was the number one trend on Twitter for like, you know, a good... 10 or 20 minutes and all, all of a sudden bad news started coming back. But, you know, that yeah. one moment, you bad know, there's some... Like world news. Yeah, some world like, news. Yeah. So it was number one for just that
3: That's pretty brief fast. moment. And,
1: yeah. you know, there was a little bit of hope that <laughs> the world got, you know. those 90,000, over 90,000 tweets to save wow. them. Nice. And, you know, there's a reason why back then, you know, Coca-Cola sponsored... American Idol and all the all the judges had that Coke product mm-hmm. in front of them because, you know, they spent so much money to support American Idol. I mean, it's, uh, a lot of people watch that show, man. I yeah. mean... Yeah, so...
0: So what's your all's overall opinion of not just, like, the entertainment value of it, but how I guess these kids... Like, do you agree with this whole style of getting into music that way,
1: or...
3: Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Well,
1: no know, Allison and I were talking about um, Judith Hill, um, who used to be, who was um, Michael Jackson's last backup singer. You could see her in um, that documentary, um, you know, This Is It. And she was also in another one called 20 Feet From Stardom, where... When she sang uh, "We are the world," and um and heal the world um, at J- Michael Jackson's funeral, she blew up. It was like, "Who is this woman?" She sounds amazing. but then she started to die down and she she took bit jobs like you know not bit jobs, but you know she would have to sing back up for a Callie Minone during the tonight show and wear a wig because she was um she was um ashamed in a way, but then she was on The Voice. I think she, and this was a person who sang with Michael Jackson, that st- that wanted to get out of the backup singing right. business because she she, people do get stuck as a backup singer, but she went on The Voice and, you know, I don't think she really saw shame in that and it's just like you know Harry Connick Jr. or Jennifer Lopez getting on these judging competitions or you know Sarah Bareilles and. Ben Folds, they had to do it because I think they know that this is what's relevant right now. This is what is keeping, you know, their name out there and their craft out there. And they have to do a little bit of this. Uh, I'm not going to say it's, you know, it, it maybe may an equivalent to like a wedding gig, but it pays way more. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just like they need that brief period of time to get their name out there so they can promote whatever else that they're doing because yeah that, yeah that
0: makes sense for those people i'm kind of thinking more along the lines of the young the contestants. kids the contestants. yeah the contestants yeah. um i don't know how I, maybe in the audition process it goes more through like how they got there or, or what they've done in the past or they whatever but do
3: they um not everybody but the ones that they televise and the ones that they feature they give a little background story and they actually do like a little video clips sometimes it'll even be like you know it seems like they go to their home and you know do this so yeah. they do kind of give you the background i mean these kids some of the stories are really be... incredible
2: i mean yeah you know, carrie underwood i i really i really love her story i really do like i mean she was i mean is she the one that i'm thinking about that she's like uh, i don't know <laughs> i feel like she <laughs> didn't watch what that season watch? well I what's funny is I didn't really watch that season either
0: say what it is and if it's not Carrie Underwood I'll just bleep in there. Okay.
2: well I feel like I remember that you know I feel like I remember that she you know she had a really really like poor upbringing and I think she you know see now I'm questioning myself but I feel like you know she kind of like lived in a trailer park and you know like worked in a McDonald's, that kind of thing. Like, I don't think that she... I don't think that performing and singing and stuff like that, if I remember correctly about her, that...
0: So she just... She wasn't even trying to be, a like,
2: a well, professional Well, I mean, she definitely singer. was, but okay. I think that, you know, her... What she was doing with her life, you know, was very, you know, humble and, right. and, mm-hmm. and you know...
3: I, well, then, yeah, you get the two different... You get the people that are, like oh my god, it's American Idol, I need to audition because people just don't even know how much of a badass I am. And then there's the people, actually people that come on there who are working musicians, right. you know, and I don't I don't think there's any shame in, in, like, trying it, you know, if you're a musician just trying to make it. I absolutely not. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I do think maybe it's not the best way for, like, a young artist, you know, who's not even sure who they are yet, you know and i and i think it i think it kind of gives other people just like the general public this perception that it's like so easy you know and people when you watch those audition episodes people will come in and they'll be like you know i'm going to do it you know and then if they don't make it whether they just barely don't make it or if they absolutely don't make it but they really were serious about it and they come out and they're crying and they're like you know Like talking about how it's not fair and you know, they're acting like some injustice was done to them. And I I watch and I'm just like, I can't feel bad for you because I work my ass off every day to like, you know, try to do this for a living. And what makes you think that, you know, you should be able to just walk in there and like, you know, sing for thirty seconds and get your golden ticket, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) But I mean, but I I I, I read some I read some
2: incredibly disturbing I don't even know what made me click on it, but you know, when you're, when you just open your internet and like that, the Yahoo news or the whatever, you Mm -hmm. know, the little news clips are up, you know, and so there was this one clip that I could click on before I was supposed to be doing the other thing that was like, you know, 15 American Idol sad, sad stories or tragedies or Mm -hmm. something. And I was like.
3: Hmm. tragedies yeah. like people dying or like just killing like killing themselves oh, like
2: oh, like contestants i mean and they were true stories i'm not at all like... that's because
1: they knew that we were checking out on american idol because i had the same teed. Oh,
2: <laughs> oh my gosh no <laughs> i'm not at all trivializing <laughs> i'm saying it is incredibly sad yeah in a way that that there's not more perspective about what this thing really is and that it's become and, and i feel that way about any kind of pop culture thing you know all these things are really so just fleeting. You know they're fleeting. Pop pop culture is always moving, and so what's hot is gonna be nothing. You know soon soon and and it made me really sad to read about some of these stories of these. You know it was multiple contestants who had like committed suicide after no, getting I like kicked off that show.
0: Well, no, I mean I uh, like. To are you thinking me? more like? I hear that, and yeah. it's like that to me, expresses, like, how deep music gets inside of people. Right. Like, that they try to express themselves. And, I mean, that's a crazy extreme. And that's why the American Idol thing, that's why I asked that question to begin with. Because it kind of seems like any, like, jump to success, to me, seems crazy. Because I don't know how you can, like, personally... Handle that, right. going from like yeah, I kind of want to do this to be like you're out in front of ten thousand people. Right, or and you're working my...
2: every night, and yeah. you don't get yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I that's... mean you have to
0: you have to build that I think, and and that's why I think that and understand stuff, it because yeah. I think
2: that equally there's probably there there's a similar amount of tragic stories. I mean, well, we're all jazz fans. I mean, like jazz musicians, there. <laughs> There are no more tragic stories than the amazing musicians that, like, whose music we cover. You know, it's like I was watching, you know, Billie Holiday's 100th birthday. I was watching something about her and just, God, like, they all died so young and they, so many of them didn't get any fame until they were already dead and they all had, like, massive drug problems and they were troubled and, like, law, trouble with the law. It was like, there is no more, and yet, how deep... And passionate for those people, mm-hmm. you know, about about music and art, and you know, it's like, it's. Oh, I don't know where I was going with this, but like, it, it's 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 crazy to me that, that that even, and these were people that were, you know, I mean, they were making nothing, you know, they were making nothing doing what they were doing, you know, they. I don't know that any of them. That that's where things get a little screwy to me. Is like. is it the the music that's deep inside of you or the desire for fame? You know, Mm -hmm. that's what all these shows kind of... They make me a little creeped out. It's like, here you have these, like, super impassioned, super talented, like... I don't know that they would ever have been able to do anything else, else with themselves because they literally felt, breathed, slept. You know, everything about them was just music. You know? And they were doing it for peanuts and they were discriminated against and they were, you know, nobody gave a shit. Like... And then, but they did it anyway. You know, they died doing it mm-hmm. in a way. And then, you know, you have these kids that it's like, I think that probably plenty of them really do feel music that deeply. But I think the the, the obsession with fame these days is a little, it's just a little creepy. And that's
0: one thing that I would say, um, first, Before I say that, we'll wrap it up here in just a little bit. So, like, I'll go around and see if anybody wants to do, like, any final statements or whatever. But, um... uh, I'm sweating. I I I know, know." I know. (laughs) The, uh... The... Watching Ravon... Yeah. I see that side of it more. Like, I don't see as much of a desire for the fame. Right. Just from my one, I watched the one show. But, and I don't think everybody in there, I got the, that desire for fame thing. And that's the number one reason for getting on there. But definitely for him, there was some different vibe where even though he was like pushing and trying to stay on the show, there, it just, something about him seemed a little... He's thumbing his teeth. Like he wasn't dyeing his hair
2: like he yeah, he's, he's or, thumbing like, his nose and, and he actually has gotten criticized very much for that he's gotten criticized for not they're like you need to do more you need to move around more and da 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 da, da. and he's like he basically is kind of giving them the finger on that one like you know he, he said in one one week like oh well I you know I really just believe I need to be true to myself that mm-hmm. <laughs> was like I can't argue with that yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah
2: you know because it's like who are these people you know it's like it's like when you want to you know, how many restaurants have you eaten at where, like, critics panned your restaurant? You know, it's just people's opinion. I don't mm-hmm. give a shit how, like, I, I realize that, you know, that they're all doing it and they're all famous and rich and whatever. It doesn't make them experts. We've all got opinions, you know. It's like, and I love that Rayvon has that. I mean, he was taking what they were saying and trying to apply it without... Becoming someone he wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, and I really appreciate you know from,
1: that. from day one, you know when he um, When they int- introduced him at his audition and they did a story on him as well. You know one of those background stories um, you, you see Jennifer and Keith going, you know ecstatic and just loving everything he does and and of course I was just in cloud nine when he, he was auditioning and he was featured and you know, not only myself but you know all those eight hundred thousand viewers on YouTube who wanted to check out Ray Vaughn but you would see Harry just like uh, still show no no enthusiasm but in his in his eyes you would see like he can tell that he he's there's something about him and he does have a gift and he does have these chops but you know I was talking to um a colleague of mine who used to be um, my well, choir director for the Richmond Boys Choir, and uh, he also taught Ray Vaughn when Ray Vaughn was in the Richmond Boy, Boys Choir as well, and we were just say, chatting about Harry, and he said, you know, I think he's just challenging Ray Vaughn. Like, he wants mm-hmm. to... Yeah. there And I, that, those were the moments where, uh, up until he talked about the, you know all chops, no gravy bit, but you know, I was just,
3: Samson really doesn't like that guy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and you know, he was just, I, I was looking at what Harry was thinking of and it seemed like he just wants a little bit more from Ray Vaughn. He knows he's good, yeah, but good what's, what can he deliver besides, you know,
2: do you think they're uh, holding him to a higher
1: standard? You know, I mean, I think that's what he can, that's, I mean of course Ray Vaughn has more tricks up his sleeve but you know every week he's giving it his all you Absolutely. know like always
2: Absolutely.
1: you know not and one one thing I like about Ray Vaughn is that you know at least the, the experience that we've had with him and what I've had um either teaching him back in the day or you know getting to share the same stage with him is that he's one of those singers who doesn't sing the same thing twice you know, he's always um, putting in his different um, phrasing and, and, you know, interpretations to his song, but like, there are moments, you know, it's live TV and yeah, you see his mic shaking a little bit, but he's really nailing it Yeah. Uh, versus like some of these other singers who, you know, there are moments where... I forgot that one girl who sang Circle of Life. um,
3: Um, Tiana?
1: Tiana. Or, you know, she choked on that, and then you had um, um, Quentin who sang a kind of weird version of... Rolling in the Deep. Rolling in the Deep. Or It was actually what caught my attention was um, that Grease song, uh, You're the One I Want. And he sang, like, this dark version of it, but there's still a little bit of, you know wrong notes from him and from other contestants. But with Ray Vaughn, it just seems like I, I I don't hear a wrong note. I don't know what y'all are talking about. I mean, sure, technically it's amazing, but at the same time, man, I mean, that last week when he did that Adele song, I thought he rolled. I thought yeah. it was great. And when <laughs> the, the first twi- Twitter save, you know, when he uh, did Since You've Been Gone, you know, I mean shoot just always breathtaking every time he sings you know Mm -hmm. but um
3: yeah i have to say that probably what i've taken away from watching this season is you know watching it with somebody that i you know i don't know him like you know well or anything but you know that i you know played a gig with and that you know i you know i'm definitely you know gonna root for him is that I feel like I I can kind of watch it a little more, you know, less objectively. Like, oh, my God, I can't even imagine being him Mm -hmm. on that stage. And, like, I would just fall apart. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't even, you know, so I feel like it's kind of given me that where I can, like, really try to look at it through the contestants' eyes, you know, and appreciate what it is that they're really going through. Because, you know, otherwise it's just like a carnival (laughs) for me, just watching, you know, so. Carnival, that's a good word for it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's...
0: I hope he makes it because I want to see what, if what? if Harry can push him to do more stuff because I'm exactly. awesome, that's that what that he's doing yeah. <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel
2: like Ravon is delivering. I just want I need some love. I want them to give him yeah. some love. yeah they gave him some love last week.
1: he's been in, he's been entertaining the, you know, the u s. for the past three weeks cause, you know, ever since he's when he when he first became, you know, part of the bottom, yeah, and then every week it's been like a You know, kind of like this whole Cinderella story or whatever, because uh, the public's loving it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean. However, he's
2: got to get it done. Yeah. I mean, maybe this is his way of like, well, you want me to, you want a dog and pony show? Like this is about all I can give you. (laughs) You know, I just I feel like that's kind of what they're trying to get at. Is you know, I think taking taking away this season has definitely made me take away that I prefer less of the dog and pony right, show yeah. and more of just the the real, I just want to hear people sing. And...
3: Well, you probably shouldn't even watch American Idol. Uh, I know, I know. <laughs> These guys from Richmond need to stop making it.
2: <laughs> I
1: don't
0: know about that. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that, didn't mean that at all. You, Go right Richmond, R-V-A right. all day! Well, Good luck, Rayvon. Yeah. yeah, seriously. So, Much love. Um... Yeah, this has been awesome. Everybody cool with this? Cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, thanks everyone for showing all up and doing that. No chops, no gravy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we got some um, gravy.
0: Anybody have anything coming up that they want to talk about? I know we got your album coming. We're up. all When's playing
2: that? at the French Food Festival on the twenty fifth. April twenty fifth. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Right. All of us.
1: Gypsy Roots, Mills Family Band,
2: Bernadette Cruz, Gypsy Roots, Mills Family Band, Upper East Side Big Band. Wow. Playing at the French Food Festival, it's going to be an all-star lineup. Sounds good.
3: If we do say so ourselves. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Susie, you got anything coming up?
3: Um, this is a little ways away, but Bacon Fest, I'll be there. <laughs> Hopefully, most of Richmond will too. Like last year. Yeah, last year. Bacon Fest.
2: Yeah. Yes. He's playing. Second and... annual. right? Uh, payback. payback. Big payback. Nice. Tribute
3: to James Brown. Yep. Had a really good time last year, so looking forward to us cool cool, cool. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah mm-hmm. all right Peace. thanks guys
2: Peace.
0: all right so there it was we uh just talked for an hour about american idol I'm pretty proud of that. I I really want to say thanks one more time to Samson, Susie, and Allison for sharing that discussion with me. Uh, I had a lot of fun doing it and learned some stuff about something that I didn't know very much about, and that's always awesome to do. So wanna, I'm putting this episode out as soon as I can. Um, it's going to come out on Wednesday like normal, but I'll put it out earlier um, because the next episode of American Idol is going to be out the same day. So, I don't know. Hopefully this will still be relevant uh, by the time you listen to it. But, um, just real quick, uh, next week I will be getting back to the regular format and tell some uh, stories, and especially the story of how... Uh, I kind of got led into this conversation so check that out Um, keep an eye out for Allison's new album with the Mills family band coming out soon hopefully and everybody if you can make it out to the French Food Fest on April 25th you can see all these guys playing live and that's what it's all about so yeah I think that's it everybody enjoy yourself and i'll see you next week good luck Ravon. hang in there man peace